you have made the awesome and amazing decision to homeschool. And that was a huge decision, right? You can remember back to that. And yay, I am so glad that you have. But there are a million tiny decisions that you make over and over again. And I hear these from the moms that I work with. There are three decisions that I'm going to talk with you today about that are going to really either hold you back from reaching your full potential when it comes to being a homeschool mom and getting your homeschool to just taking it to another level. It's either going to do that or it's going to hold you back and you aren't really going to get to bloom. You get to choose for each of these decisions which way it's going to go. And I'm excited that you hopefully are going to choose. Yeah, let's go ahead and let's take this homeschool and this family lifestyle to the next level. Let's bloom and let's just really grow. But we have to be conscientious. We have to think about these different decisions. They are something that you will decide on every single day with tiny little decisions. And eventually you'll find yourself where it becomes natural. Are you ready to get to choose? That's what you're going to begin to do in today's episode. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. The day in and day out of a homeschool mom can feel really mundane. And you think to yourself, does it really matter what and how I do things? Well, yes and no. Your mindset behind those decisions and every little thing that you do and how you carry out in the mundane days of homeschooling is actually more important. And today, I'm going to pose to you three decisions that you get to make. You choose the direction you'll take. Do you realize how very powerful you are in your child's life? When it comes down to it, you get to decide whether you make or break their day, unfortunately, and that feels Really, maybe overwhelming. Maybe you're sitting in a place you're like, oh, I don't want to hear that, Lee. But really, if you think about it, we can. We can make or break our child's day. We can also allow them to make or break our day as well. But we have the power and the control. We get to decide what we're doing that day. We can simply say no to everything and not allow them to do all the different things that they want to do in a day. But really, it's your mindset when it comes to these decisions. And the fact that you are powerful in your child's day it can be used for good or for bad. Now, of course, God can redeem everything in every situation. And if you listen to episode 220, where I talked about getting frustrated and angry and how to deal with that, I suggest going back and listening to that one, knowing that God can redeem those situations. He can redeem the times that we are not acting according to how he would want us to do. But let's maybe not have to have him redeem so many situations And of course, in our entire life, he's going to have to redeem a lot of situations. But we can adjust our mindset so that we can then operate from a place of mothering and homeschooling with grace and with compassion and with understanding and with real love. 
But let's train our mind or begin to train our mind. It'll become more natural as you go along if you make these decisions and see that they really are making instead of breaking your homeschool. But let's do motherhood and homeschooling well. Let's make that our goal. To be honest, when it comes to these three decisions, I'm going to tell you them in just a couple of minutes or, well, in just a minute. But the first decision, I was really good on. I was like, okay, I've made the good choice or the right choice or the the choice that's going to help me the most. And the second decision, it took me way too long to get to it, unfortunately, but I got there. (laughs) That's the goal. And the third decision was definitely a process, and it's one that I've kind of talked a little bit about, and I'm encouraging you to think about it sooner so that you aren't held up and held back and not reaching that decision and changing your mindset and changing the focus much faster than I have. Okay, are you ready to dive in? I know you are. The first decision that you need to make is asking yourself, am I committing to homeschooling long-term or is this just a short-term gig? When we commit to homeschooling long-term, this keeps the big picture in perspective. And if you have little ones, I remember this very distinctively, people asking me, oh, okay, that's great that you're homeschooling, but you'll put them back in school for high school. And this is my answer that I suggest that you just say to them because you don't need to justify, you don't need to give some big whole long speech, which I know you have a big long speech in the back of your mind, (laughs) but you don't need to give that speech. Just simply say to them, we're taking it year by year and the person will be completely appeased and when you get to the high school years and they see that you're homeschooling, they won't ask you that again. So you have to put up with it until that time. Just let it go. It's not a hill worth dying on, trust me. But when we decide to commit to homeschooling long-term, like I said, this keeps the big picture in perspective. You no longer are just trying to keep up with the school system. You're no longer just trying to, quote-unquote, keep them on track or, quote-unquote, keep them not getting behind. This makes you look at how you are homeschooling much more deeply, though. So when you decide we are homeschooling long-term, and I really hope that's what your goal is, and if you're nervous about that, don't be. Don't be nervous at all. Look around at the thousands and millions of homeschool moms that have gone before you and have homeschooled long-term. If you know any of them personally in your own life, please ask them. Ask them what it is that kept them going and allow them to speak into you because it's going to give you the the gumption. It's going to give you just that little, maybe a little kick in the pants if that's what you need, but it's going to give you just the perspective that yes, you can do it. When we decide and commit to long-term homeschooling, it really pushes us out of the box. There's no longer trying to say, oh, well, what are they doing in the school here at third grade? I got to make sure that my kid is doing that just in case I decide to put them in. Take the just in case out of the equation. There is no just in case. You are doing this long-term. Therefore, you get to decide what you're going to do day in and day out. When it comes to homeschooling and committing to doing it long term, when you have that perspective, like I get to do this for all the years of their, quote unquote, you know, the educational years, the years that now in our culture and our society say that they must be formally educated from this age to this age. And if they're not, then we're going to consider them truant and we're going to put you in prison or jail or I know there's a difference between the two, but that is the time and in, in, that's just the time that we live in. And so we need to adhere to these things, but you get to decide what does that look like? 
you don't have to keep up with the quote unquote Joneses that are in school, just using that phrase of, you know, keeping up with neighbors and they got a pool, in-ground pool. So now we got to get an in-ground pool and they did this at their house. And I got to do this and she's wearing this and I got to wear this. You don't have to do that when it comes to the homeschooling. You don't have to say, oh, this is what they are learning. They are studying, I guess maybe we could say the Civil War in fourth grade. So we have to study the Civil War in fourth grade. Don't, you don't have to do it in fourth grade. You can do it whenever you want. You can do it in fourth grade, but you don't have to do it at that time. When you decide to homeschool long term, you get to then say, what is my vision? What do I hope to accomplish during these years of raising my children? The question I say over and over again, you get to ask yourself, who are the young adults that I want to put out into the world? And then reverse engineer that and say, what do I need to do? What are the experiences? I mean, we can't plan out everything, but what are the experiences? What are the lessons I want to teach them? What character traits do I want to instill upon them? What worldview do I want to focus in on? And then you get to reverse engineer that and go all the way back. You can start thinking about it and in, in implementing it in kindergarten when you think about who are the young adults I want to put out into the world. So an example would be, I would like children that have a biblical worldview. Well, what, how, do you, how do you plan on doing that? You start then when they're young and you continue through. Maybe part of your vision is, and the young adults you want to put out, are hardworking individuals. Well, you don't just start them with hard, being a hardworking individual when they're 17. You will have missed the boat and you're going to have a teen on your hand that does not appreciate hard work. You start when they are younger. Now that we have that established, that you are going to homeschool long term, the second decision you get to make is what is more important? Is relationships between myself and my children and relationships between my children and children, relationships between my children and husband, or is it the curriculum? So basically, you get to decide, is it curriculum or relationships, which is going to be more important? Now, I know there are some amazing resources out there, amazing resources that can even come alongside and build your relationships. There are some great styles of homeschooling. There are some credible opportunities that your kids are going to have, but none of it is worth it at the expense of relationships. That's my, in my humble opinion, we'll say. And the lessons, guess what? They come and go. And unfortunately, I'm going to break it to you here and tell you that your kids will forget most of what you have taught them. I know. You're like, wait a minute. I spend how much money on this curriculum? I spend how much time on it? I'm not saying to skip the curriculum that you feel is important to do in your family. Absolutely not. If that is part of your vision and it's part of who it is you want to put out into the world, it will help. It will definitely help their character. It'll build into their just their base that they have for life. So I'm not saying to skip out on that. But the lessons are going to come and go. And a lot of what you have taught is going to be forgotten. However, what they will remember is you. they are going to remember you. They're going to remember your essence. And they're going to remember how you made them feel. They're going to remember how their home felt. Kids want you. They want you. You're their mom. Even teens want you. I don't care about the eye rolling, maybe. I don't care that they maybe verbally say they don't want you. They want you around. They want to be around you. It might look different when you have a three-year-old cuddling up on your lap than having a 15-year-old who doesn't really want to take your wisdom and wise, sage advice. But you are their comfort zone. You are their soft place to land. 
And you get to establish that when they are younger. And as they get older, and you're homeschooling, especially when you're around each other so much, I find that my kids, they trust me a lot more, unfortunately, than I trusted my parents because my kids know me really well, unfortunately, for better or for worse. I didn't know my parents that well because I didn't spend as much time with them. And with homeschooling, they really can get to trust you. And again, it depends upon kids' personalities and, and all of that. But you get to decide which is more important. Is it relationships or is it the curriculum? And again, the curriculum is not bad. The different maybe co-ops or the resources and the opportunities, those aren't necessarily bad. Do they fall into what your commitment to your long term and do they fall under the who do I want to put out into the world and what experiences do I want them to have? Those are really important. But when it comes down to those moments where it's like, do I continue to push them to finish this math curriculum because I have it on my list and this is the lesson planning that I have done and they're sitting there in tears or about to be in tears or do you decide, no, you know what, I'm going to put that aside and we're going to focus on the relationship and I'm not going to damage this relationship. It's not worth the crying and the tears over the math. And I know math can cause some tears, unfortunately. But just that moment you get to take and say, you know what, it's it's not more important. What I need to do is I need to step back. I need to connect with my child and then figure out what is it that's causing the tears. And we work together and you do a lot of problem solving as a homeschool mom and get to figure out how can I make this so that it is that we get to do this math we get it done. We get to move on to the next levels. We get to build upon our math skills, but it's not damaging our relationship and it's not causing tears and it's not causing distress within our homeschool. And before we go on to the decision number three that you need to make, if you enjoyed this podcast and you enjoy what I share here and want to see a little bit more about my homeschool and some insights and curriculum and just maybe some mom stuff and some crunchy mom stuff, I do send out a weekly newsletter. If you are not on that list, you can check out the link in the show notes to join in on that and get once a week in a newsletter with a bunch of different information that will encourage you even more. Let's move on to the third decision you get to decide. Do you decide in which, well, I guess I should say, in which way do you decide? Do you decide this is the path my child is going to take and they are going to be X out in the world. This is the career they're going to, to do. This is the path they're going to follow. Or do you allow each child to just be themselves? If you have not listened to episode 185, when this episode is done, I highly encourage you to listen to it. I talked specifically about finding out your child's gifts, talents, and abilities and really leaning into that and how to homeschool in a way that draws those out and capitalizes upon those. So that episode really helped. And I'll link that in the show notes as well. As well, That's episode 185. But homeschool gives you the opportunity to allow your children to really become themselves. There's not the pressure of trying to fit in. And I think that this is where the whole homeschoolers are weird kind of thing comes out. Because you know what? Maybe along with when you compare to just the norm, if you were to say go to a high school specifically, because they really tend to get into clicks and what's cool and what's in and popular and all that kind of stuff. And you go ahead and take a homeschool kid and maybe you compare them to just the kids that are just all kind of trying to be alike. I mean, you, it's just kind of funny. Kids are trying to be different and they're not. I'm like, y'all kind of look the same. 
But when you compare them maybe to a homeschool kid, you're like, yeah, maybe they are a little bit weird because they're just being themselves. And eventually those kids in high school and the public school will get out and hopefully spread their wings some and maybe become quote unquote weird also because they really lean into who they are. But as homeschoolers, we get to start doing that so much younger. So homeschool really gives your child the opportunity to be themselves. It gives them time to explore their interests. So I highly encourage you that you give them free time. Don't fill up their day with tons of curriculum and tons of activities, but give them unique opportunities. If you notice your child is interested in something specific, maybe they become really interested in music, want to learn some instruments or want to experience more music and they're not really quite sure what genre they like, take them to concerts, take them to classical concerts, take them to pop or jazz or whatever whatever it is. Allow them to have opportunities. My daughter for a while was really into horses and wanted to take horseback riding lessons. So we found somebody who was willing to give her some lessons and was able to make that connection and provide that opportunity for her. Now, it was maybe about two years or so she did, and we ended up moving. And I said, do you want to find something where we are living now? And she's like, no, I think I'm kind of done with that. But it provided her with a unique opportunity to be able to explore that, to see if that's what she wanted to do. So homeschooling allows us to be able to give them unique opportunities. It doesn't mean that kids in public school and private school don't have these same opportunities. Of course, they can still take horse riding, horseback riding lessons. I remember we got to do it during the day. It was included in what we were doing during the day. I brought some stuff and some books and read to my boys who were younger. She was probably maybe late elementary. And so we would just sit in the car. If it was a nice day, we'd sit outside and we would do those things. And it was nice to be able to do it during the day. But homeschooling can allow us to really let our child be themselves, to explore their interests, to try things out. Sometimes things are short-lived. They might say they really want to try something. They're really enthusiastic and it only lasts a couple of weeks and they move on to the next thing. Well, you can cross that off the list or actually those things could build upon each other. You might say, okay, well, that was short-lived. That only lasted a couple of weeks. And it comes to find out, you know, eventually they grow up and you're like, oh, huh, that actually did what they're doing now did build upon that. So give them free time. Another thing I highly recommend is just giving them time to speak and you just listening to their crazy dreams. Trust me, I have heard some crazy ideas and crazy dreams for my kids. And there is a time when you can give some advice and some direction, but there's a lot of time where you just sit back and you listen, you say to yourself in your own mind, yeah, that's not really how it's going to go, kid. But it's fun to dream, especially children who they get to dream and think up things. And I have a 15-year-old who's coming up with just different business ideas. And I'm like, hmm, I don't know how that's really going to work. And he, well, actually, a year ago, he had this great plan and he wanted to do stuff with his drones. And so he started looking into it. And I was like, well, technically, legally, you can't get your drone license until you're 16. So that was squashed a bit, but now he's going to be 16 soon. So he's looking into that. And it's okay. It was just put on hold. But listen to their crazy dreams. Don't squash their crazy dreams because you don't know where it's going to go. Sometimes they have crazy dreams and ideas and you just listen and it just kind of peters out on its own. There's been times I remember being nervous, like, oh, no, they're really going to carry through with this. And I'm sure you have probably experienced that as well. But I promise you, if you give them the opportunity to just really be themselves, you won't regret it. My last bit of advice here with this decision is to be to them who you wish that you had. When you think back to yourself at their age, 
and you know our parents were were good and they all had their strengths and weaknesses but for this area when it comes to homeschooling a, a lot of our parents just put us to school because they didn't know anything different and we get to do something different so be who you wish you had be that good listener be that cheerleader be that person that gives them opportunities that allows them to dream that gives them time and space to explore to play to try things to succeed in things, to fail, and to learn from those lessons. So be who you wish you had at the ages that your children are right now. And then, of course, because I have teens and young adults, don't stop. Continue with this. Continue to be who you wish you had when you were a teen and when you were a young adult. So these three decisions that you get to make, and they're a big one-time decision, and then followed up by many little decisions every single day and sometimes in moment by moment for our days. So the first decision is, are you committing to homeschooling long term or is this just a short term stint and then you are going to put them back into school? Second question is, which do you choose in those moments? Do you choose the relationship or do you choose the curriculum? The third decision is, are you going to decide to allow your children, each individual child, to be themselves, to be who God created them to be, and to come alongside them and provide them opportunities to really hone in on that and learn who they are, find out their weaknesses as well, and figure out how to work with those weaknesses. Making these decisions as a one-time big decision and then making these just tiny decisions every single day really will decide on whether you make it or you break it with your homeschool. Again, if you are not on the email list and you want to hear more from me, get a little more insight and see some kind of fun and crazy stuff that I share, you can join the email list. The link is in the show notes. I would love to be able to pop into your inbox. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.